Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm good. Excellent. Ready to dole out the news? Yeah, you know what it is today? What? It's National Pancake Day. Excellent. Yeah. Well, Sunday was National Pancake Day. Oh, yeah. So if you you're listening to it. this on Monday, we hope you had a good National Pancake Day because right. we had pancakes for dinner. We, we were going to, yeah. Well, don't, shh. now you're confusing things. <laughs> okay. Well, yes, we had pancakes for dinner and they were delicious. <laughs> okay, good. All right. All right. Starting with the Disney Parks blog. They're excited to tell us about some of the new changes that came to the Orlando International Airport in celebration of Disney World's 50th anniversary celebration. That's right. There are all sorts of art touches and art installations throughout the terminal train stations featuring the Disney Fab Five character collection. Uh, whether it's a golden teacup from the Mad Tea Party or the uh, projected iridescent light patterns as they walk in front of the Magic of Disney store in the East Hall or the 36-foot video screen featuring the shimmering iridescence of the four parks. Uh, there is plenty to get people excited about when they're at the airport. Yeah, I love any of that stuff at the airport because it is a little extra excitement. And for the people who aren't really able to go to the parks, you know, maybe they only get to visit Disney Springs or what have you, it's kind of a nice um, extra, you know, photo op. That's right. And uh, when does the uh, celebration begin? October 1st. How long does it last? Um, hold on, 18 months? That's right. The 50th anniversary celebration, which is one year, is going to last well into the 51st year. It's all right. They always so do that. that will last through March of 2022. Okay. Um, speaking of uh, things that go for a long time... Uh, Back in 1971, when the parks opened, there were some, obviously, cast members who started there. And some of them are still there. And they had a special celebration for these uh, cast members. That's right. There's probably, I don't know, it looks like about 25 of them. Yeah. Um, but they are the class of 71. And they got together to celebrate the 50th anniversary. They all got special 50-year anniversary iridescent name tags. And uh, that's, that's kind of exciting. Yeah, they're pretty cute. Yeah. I mean, because they're obviously all, um, they're all, the, early, the youngest ones would be probably in their late 60s, I would imagine. Right. So, um, so yeah, and, and quite a bit older than that as well. So they're, they're cute, and that's a nice thing that they did for them. Good job, Disney. The confectionery on Main Street is getting ready to reopen. Um, we've seen that um, Mars and Eminem um, are going to be sponsoring that. And Twix. And Twix. Okay, sorry. They have a uh, new wall there that's going to have Skittles and M&Ms in all the various colors and flavors. Excellent. They have also have uh, new personalized popcorn experiences. You can select four popcorn flavors, caramel, rainbow fruit, buttery, and cheddar, and then top them off with M&Ms or Skittles as oh, well. That's fun. They're going to have the... the uh, traditional area where they're making the handmade candies that you'll be able to watch. So the hand dipped apples, um, Rice Krispie treats, that sort of thing. Uh, so that'll be nice to see that tradition continue. That's right. And they're going to have uh, things like peanut butter fudge that is now topped with M&Ms. M&Ms. So they've got some four, four new treats at the confectionery that are going to be around for the world's most magical celebration. Uh, one's an apple with M&M's. One is a marshmallow treat with M&M's. Uh, looks like some of that peanut butter fudge with M&M's and a Rice Krispie treat with? 
M and M's. Where's the, where's fudge? Where are you it's the single serving. That's a cookie. That's a cookie. Yeah. Oh well, I don't know what the difference between cookie and fudge. Apparently, no. I think the theme here though is it's all white chocolate with um, pastel colored M and M's on them. Yeah. All right, and then our last story from the Disney Parks blog is about a new coffee table book that's being released. Oh, I think I'm going to have this one. Oh, God, I hate coffee table books. It's uh, a new coffee table book called A Portrait of Walt Disney World, 50 Years of the Most Magical Place on Earth. Uh, And it really delves into the history of the resort. And uh, it's a 320-page book. So lots of stories about the beginning, pictures of uh, the beginning, uh, pictures of Bay Lake prior to there being, uh, you know, a, a lot of the park there. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely cool. It's the kind of thing I'd like to take out of the library and then give back. And not have to keep in your basement? Right. Because you know what we don't have? Space in our basement. A coffee table. Ah, yes, we don't. <laughs> Perhaps this will be an end table book. Well, yeah, great. Or a Tony's dresser book. So um, early entry at the theme parks that half an hour for uh, resort guests was supposed to start on October 1st, but they started it up a little bit early. Um, So we're going to have at various points here during the podcast, little updates on what is happening at each of the parks as far as their early entry goes. So the first one is for the Magic Kingdom. That's right. And at 745, they were holding guests just past the monorail station. They were not allowing them to enter up. Uh, the turnstile lines, um, but they did that just before 8, 8 a.m. And uh, let's see, uh, early entry guests were directed to the right side of the uh, park uh, as they entered on Main Street, and magic bands were scanned. Mm-hmm. So yep. they are scanning magic bands to make sure you are resort guests. And let's see, uh and then the guests were held at the Fantasyland and Tomorrow Bridges until 8.30 a.m., which is when the early entry actually begins. So you can get into the parks as of 8. They herd you up to the queue, uh, you know, rope lines there, yep. and then they hold you until 8.30. So even though the park opens at 8.30, you can get all the way down to the end of Main Street prior, so, prior to 8.30. So you're ready to go. Yep. So uh, that's exciting. And then it uh, looks like they got in at 829 today. Ooh. Yeah. And if you go to early entry at the Magic Kingdom, uh, the following rides are available. It's a Small World, Astro Orbiter, Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin, Dumbo the Flying Elephant, Mad Tea Party, Mickey's Fill Our Magic, Peter Pan's Flight, Prince Charming, Regal Carousel, Seven Dwarves Mine Train, Space Mountain, Barnstormer, Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Tomorrowland Speedway, Tomorrowland Transit Authority, People Mover, under the Sea, Journey of the Little Mermaid, and Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. So it looks like it's just Tomorrowland and Fantasyland that are open. Um, and uh, that's uh, that's the deal. Yeah, I'm sure the big line has to be uh, Seven Dwarves Mine Train. That's right. I think that's, you know, that's the hardest one to get on. Yep. So. So that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Okay. All right. What's our next story here? Uh, the next story is not as fun. Um, this is about uh, a guest who was arrested um, at Hollywood Studios after, um, I don't know, they say harassing another guest. Hmm, Florida man. It's that, that Florida man is very busy. Uh, but Florida man was arrested after a woman said he grabbed himself and touched her leg while seated next to her at the first time in forever, a frozen sing-along. Uh, this happened on August 25th. A 22-year-old woman from upstate New York was waiting for the show to begin when the man sat down next to her and her sister. Um, he started tapping the back of the... We don't need to get into all the nitty-gritties. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he basically uh, sort of touched her leg a little bit, was sitting a little too close. 
she uh, moved out of the way and then reported it. And apparently there was another guest um, in the park at another during that same day, but at another time who um, also said something similar had happened to her, but she did not press charges. And ultimately, even though they arrested this man, um, they let him go. So no formal charges ended up being pressed. That's right. They did not pursue criminal charges against him. All right. But I don't know. No one's welcoming him back into the parks anytime soon. That's right. All right. Um, And then where are we here? Soft entry. Yeah, we already talked about this. Okay. Um, So they have released the full details about the virtual queue for uh, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. And uh, if you know what the process was for Rise of the Resistance, this is exactly the same process. So you want to tell people what that process is? That's right. If you have a valid uh, park ticket with a theme park reservation for Epcot, you can access the virtual queue system via the My Disney Experience app for your boarding group beginning at 7 a.m. And then if you do not get the 7 a.m. boarding group, there will be another boarding group available at 1 p.m. Um, You must be in Epcot for the second boarding group when it is uh, released at uh, 1 p.m. And, uh, you know, it's very similar to what we're used to with Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, I think it's actually exactly the same. It is exactly the same. So uh, if you've done that before, then this should be easy. Uh, They have some recommendations on, you know, what you should do to get ready for it. You know, having your My Disney Experience app all set up and... um, have that mobile app on your mobile device. Having your tickets loaded. Having your tickets loaded, and you have to have a valid park reservation for that day. That's right. And even though they're moving to this new half-hour early entry, uh, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure will not open for guests until 9 a.m. That's when the boarding groups will start loading. Correct. All right, so do you want to talk about what the process is for um, early entry at Epcot, which also started today? Uh, Let's see. Same deal. Uh, Line up early, head to the right. Get your magic band scanned or your ticket scanned. And uh, let's see, that's right side of the fountain. Once you get under Spaceship Earth, guests could go either way. Um, there's so, more holding points, I feel like, at Epcot. You know, there's so many different ways that you can go yep. versus um, at the Magic Kingdom. There's, you know, not not as many. You would have three options. Not even because I think the castle's closed. So you can't even go straight through the castle at the Magic right, Kingdom. It's right, one. Right one of two ways whereas there's a lot more options in um in yeah epcot. they their holding points in epcot are right near uh, the seas um with nemo and friends and then on the other side over by by mission space and space 220 okay and then at 10 30 they open up the uh the parks um what's available during uh the early entry uh beauty and the beast sing-along uh, Frozen Ever After, Mission Space, Soaring Around the World, Spaceship Earth, Test Track, and The Seas with Nemo and Friends. So it's limited offerings, um, but uh, that's that's the deal there. Okay. Um, also in Epcot, in the um, American Pavilion, they have um, reopened the American Heritage Gallery, which is in what, the American Adventure? Adventure, correct. Been a long time since I, I've been in there. I haven't even. I didn't even realize that they had a uh, gallery in there. Um, but the gallery has long held the Creating Tradition exhibit, which highlights the innovation and change of North uh, Native American artwork from different regions of the country. And um, they've just opened it up with some new artifacts, uh, broken down by region. So they've got dolls from the Seminole tribe. They've got some clothing. Um, 
So very interesting look at uh, Native American history. They've got some dolls from the 1920s. Um, yeah, and uh, very cool if you're into old American history. Cool. All right. At the at, Also at Epcot, they have removed some tribal masks from the refreshment outpost. Yep. Uh, the masks have been on uh, the top of one of the huts, uh, but they have been removed. And uh, no word whether they're just being repainted. Um, but all seven of the masks are now gone. I think they'll probably stay down, but hopefully they replace it with something, I don't know. Right. Not, you know, not masks, but mm-hmm. something colorful like was there before. Well, the brackets that held them up uh, still remain. Well, good. Oh, you know, here's an interesting story. Uh, we should have talked about this as part of the Disney Parks blog, and uh, we didn't. What are you trying to touch? Uh, I'm trying to touch the <laughs> latest stories okay. on the Disney Parks blog. Uh, but while we're waiting for that to load, we can mention that there is new information for Harmonious, if you would like to talk about that. Sure, yeah. They um, they announced the runtime and some other details about Harmonious. Um, I think that the uh, the real news here is how long it's going to run, which is uh, 20 minutes. And there's going to be 15 songs. It's going to be in 13 different languages and include music from 24 art- artists around the world. Also known as 240 artists. What That's did I what, say? 24. Oh, 240. That's, Sorry, that, I forgot a zero. That extra zero at the <laughs> uh, bottom, uh, at the end means. Um, so they are going to have this um, uh, production of Harmonious that opens on the 1st of October, but they have also announced that they're going to live stream both Harmonious and uh, the Enchantment shows. Mm-hmm. And I was looking for the story and I don't uh, don't have it. So let's give it a second to load up here. So September 29th and 30th, right? That's right. On the Disney Parks blogs, uh, Harmonious is going to have a live stream on Wednesday, September 29th at 9 p.m. And then on Thursday, September 30th, Disney Enchantment will have a performance at 10.15. And it seems like since they're doing the live performance of uh, Harmonious on the 29th, that they are probably going to allow the people who are in the parks already, the park closes at 9, it's going to be hard to get people out before right. they actually do the show. So people there um, should be able to watch the show uh, live in person. Right. I believe they did say that uh, they would have special performances on the 29th and 30th, that it would be available early. Good. Excellent. Let's head over to uh, Animal Kingdom. Uh, things are coming down at uh, Primeval World. That's right. The track has been taken, uh, well, parts of the track have been taken down, and uh, there are still the construction walls up. Uh, Slamasaurus. Meet and greet uh, section also has a construction wall around it, so we don't know if that is coming down. But they have removed a significant section of track. I I would not want to be on a ride vehicle at this point. Um, They've taken down the uh, uh, they've taken out the chain around the lift hill and some of the signage and the highest archway of the time travel lift. So uh, you know, it's just kind of sitting there. I guess it's in guest view. You know, because it extends over the height of the construction walls. Right. And uh, it's kind of sad. Yeah, they checked on the fast pass signage there, too, because I don't think they'll be, definitely weren't going to be using that right. anymore. There will be no lightning mm-hmm. lane for No, they won't be World. replacing that. No. And uh, over in Animal Kingdom, we've got an update on lightning lane signage. Yep, they added it to the Navi River Journey and uh, the Flights of Passage. Excellent. Okay. Welcome, lightning lane. <laughs> Yeah, I know every week it's just uh, here's the extra couple of things that they added. 
So uh, Joffrey's is the official coffee of Walt Disney World. Uh, when you stay at a Disney resort hotel, there are usually some uh, K-cups there for you to use in your um, coffee pot that they provide. Uh, often those are Joffrey's brand. And now there is a special blend that they have released. It's for the 50th anniversary. Um, those are, there's a couple of them in your room, but they also sell them uh, throughout the property in the uh, shops. They both, they sell both uh, packages of K-Cups and um, bags of ground coffee. Excellent. This is a special Walt Disney World 50th anniversary blend. And it is a dark coffee. Okay. Do you know what it tastes like? 50 years. Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they put a another wrap on something that you wouldn't have necessarily thought of. Um, this time it's on the uh, Character Caravan RV. That's right. The mobile Character Caravan RV, uh, which has been going around to resorts since, uh, I don't know, about midway through COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, the previous wrap had it looking like an old school kind of camper. Yeah. Uh, with, with like painting on it that was very childlike. Uh, with the character names on it. But now they have uh, replaced that with the World's Most Magical Celebration 50th Anniversary Wrap. Uh, and this uh, RV carries the classic Disney characters from Disney World Resort Hotels for physically distanced, limited appearances. All righty. Now they're traveling in style. That's right. They have opened the Contemporary Resort Lobby now, so you can see what's going on there. It is very... Uh, mid-century modern, um, and there is, it, it's heavily themed to Mary Blair. Mm-hmm. Now, did you know that style was mid-century modern without looking at it, or without reading it? Well, yeah. Oh, huh. I wouldn't have known that. I mean, that's kind of the only one I know. It's such a popular thing these days. Got you. So it's, even though it's contemporary, which is supposed to be now, we've gone mid-century modern, which is historic. It really looks like what the contemporary probably looked like when it was open on like day one. It's okay. the same, you know, it's the same style of furniture. If they were trying to be modern then, when they opened it, you right. know, in 1971, that's pretty much what this looks like now, except, you know, now we're just doing like a throwback thing. Okay. So the new Mary Blair inspired lobby uh, is kind of a compliment to the Mary Blair mural on the fourth floor in the concourse. And, um, yeah, it's nice. It's a stylized art. It, it's very much, uh, uh, you know, it has that small world kind of feel to it. Yeah, it yeah, it has some At of the drawings the even seem the same. Like that, I feel like that goat is definitely... Well, the goat in... is from the concourse. Okay. You know, the five-legged goat is the big thing that everybody okay. looks for. Right. Um, and it, it goes along. I think we mentioned that they had some new like milk glass globes and, and stuff last week yep. that were uh, that were done. They put up some mid-century modern wallpaper. Mm-hmm. Um, it all looks nice. They've um, replaced the desks down in the lobby there with the more individual desks. You know, the, they replaced the big long one with um, sectioned right. desks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's all kinds of seating areas. There's some bizarre seating areas there. They have like <laughs> a dining room table section. It's super weird. Wow. It just looks okay. like somebody's dining room. Well, the nice thing was that a lot of that lobby just had black curtains mm-hmm. on the it's walls. It's definitely brighter. And, and they've replaced it now with, um, uh, you know, the the mid-century modern wallpaper with the funky designs. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's definitely more pleasing to the eye uh, to walk through. Yep. All right. Let's head over to... Uh, Entertainment news, because that's, of course, the perfect segue from the contemporary. Sure. Um, Marvel has filed a lawsuit to retain ownership of Spider-Man and other popular characters. Um, And that is because uh, Steve Ditko's family, um, he's a Marvel artist, his family filed a lawsuit last week stating that he was 
the rightful owner of some of these characters that he created and not just a hired artist for Marvel. So his family's trying to get ownership of the uh, characters, specifically Spider-Man, um, which Steve Ditko created along with Stan Lee back in 64. And um, if they win, then Marvel will have to give their copyright rights up in June of 2023 back to Steve Ditko's family. Uh, and that only applies to the United States. Marvel would still retain the rights to Spider-Man on an international level. So um, this has happened before. Jack Kirby, uh, his family filed a suit to obtain the rights to many of his characters, but the court ruled in Marvel's favor back in 2014. So interesting to see where this is going. You know, Steve Ditko's family files suit, and then Marvel, of course, files a suit against them. All right. So uh, we'll have to keep uh, keep an eye on on where this goes. Okay. All right. And then uh, our next entertainment story. Uh, how was the movie box office this weekend? So I believe uh, Shang-Chi stayed at number one again. He did. That's four weeks since it opened. Uh, the big uh, competition for Shang-Chi this weekend was supposed to be Dear Evan Hansen, which is a movie based on a Broadway musical. <laughs> and uh, apparently that didn't fare too well. It, it only made, uh, I think, seven, $7.5 in the box office. Uh, this week. Um, and uh, that wasn't good. The film cost $28 million to make. Uh, the industry experts predicted it would make about $10 million, uh, and it, it did not meet that mark. So uh, Shang-Chi wins again. Yay! Um, and because of that, uh, Shang-Chi is now the uh, highest grossing movie uh, in 2021. Uh, they now have 180... It's $186.7 It just knocked Black Widow out. Black William earned $183.5 million. Um, and then another $125 million more on Disney+. Plus. Right. So pay Scarlett Johansson what, what, she, what she wants <laughs> uh, and then keep moving. So um, Shang-Chi, it's a big deal. Uh, you know, this is the first movie to really have its 45-day window of exclusivity. Um, and it's proving, uh, it's proving to be successful. Yeah, good. So, uh, good. And you know what was number three in the box office? Uh, Free Guy. Free Guy. I loved that still, movie. Still raking money in. It was good. Not hand over fist, but... And then we have another live action movie coming in 2023, uh, and that is The Little Mermaid. And according to uh, Alan Menken, uh, the new live action film will include four new songs. So that is exciting. And um, uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda, of course, has some uh, has some input in this as well. All right. Is there nothing he doesn't do? Not if it comes to music and theater, he's in it. Gotcha. All right. And what's our last story here? Um, it's about um, Cirque du Soleil's Drawn to Life. There is um, some information about um, what goes on backstage there. It's a new web series. Um, and it just, you know, tells you a little bit about the setup there and that's available on Facebook. Okay. And I think it's a three part web series. I don't know. Yeah. It's a three part web series. So check it out on Facebook, search on Cirque du Soleil. Um, it's only a three minute, uh, three minute clip. They're going to be releasing uh, episodes every Saturday until the show opens. Um, they're going to explore topics like acrobatics, costuming, and music. Um, and, uh, the first episode offers, uh, a look at the musicians rehearsing and then a glimpses of the Disney characters that will make an appearance in the show. 
So that's exciting news if you're a Cirque du Soleil fan. I am. And we have our tickets for Drawn to Life, we, don't we? We do. I'm currently looking up. I don't know how to do this on Facebook, how to find well, a mini Well, you know what? Thing, Let's finish up the show, and then we'll look this up. Well, I'm done. You You're can, done. You can All right. So until Wednesday, I'm Tony. I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.